When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It is your girl, Moni, and you are listening to Mixing with Moni. Okay, welcome back. I am back the week right after I recorded. That's exciting. Come on, consistency. We love it here. And I am here with a very special guest, fresh off the heels of his not one, not two, but like three, four time debut <laughs> in Housewives of New Jersey. But this time as a main focal point of the camera, I have Anthony Lario, PR extraordinaire, housewives wrangler, if you will. Um, if Andy is daddy, he is certainly uncle. It is Anthony Lario. Welcome back. Amani. First of all, I haven't been on a podcast in like forever. Oh my God. That's crazy. Considering you were one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. <laughs> well, I'm happy to be on yours. You always make it like home and so comfortable. Thank you. I am so glad you're back. And I loved that I had full plans and intentions to have you on weeks ago, but you knew my heart as one who cannot miss an opportunity to get a little bit messy, but also just soak up the attention. And you were like, why not I come on when I'm actually like in the episode and I can give like real commentary on because I was there and I was like uh say no more yes and here we are we just finished watching Housewives of New Jersey the horny Hungarians is what it's called yes the horny. <laughs> which is very funny but also very fun to watch Marge being her element, her mom being her element, mess and drama ensue. And then look, lo and behold, it's Anthony and his best friend, Morgan, who's also friend to the show. My first question, because after did you see the trailer that like, came on like right after the show? No, I didn't. It's so funny. Oh my God. I just moved into my Philly apartment. And so I didn't, Ooh. I don't have cable. So I couldn't even watch it. Honey, tonight. Hulu live, Hulu and the live. Oh, I know, I know. That's all I have. I don't know what the cable, what a cable company is. True. I'm, I don't even think, I think this is what makes me so like on the verge of Gen Z. Cause I'm like, what the fuck is cable? Who's calling them? That's so nerve wracking. I'm never calling a cable guy in my entire life. Do you understand? I think Hulu lives only felt like $5 more. So I should do it than what I already have. But yeah, you might as well. It's amazing. I mean, I watch everything live. Fresh Prince in the morning or Family not- Matters because they're on. It gets on at like 7 a.m. while I'm getting ready to go to school. And then like times like this where I get to watch Bravo live and rewind when need be because I like to be like, wait, who was that? Wait, I saw Anthony right there. So it comes in handy, honey. You should do it. But at the end of the episode, 
it was something like Teresa or Marge was saying that Teresa deserves to be called like a miserable bitch or something like that. And uh, my first question to you was going to be, <laughs> does Teresa deserve to be called a miserable bitch by Marge? <laughs> you know, I don't think anybody deserves to be called anything that they aren't. And uh, I love that you think Teresa's not a miserable bitch. That is so kind. Well, I was going to say, I don't know her that well. So <laughs> I'm not sure if she does or not. I'm not going to say it if I don't mm-hmm. think the person deserves it, but I don't know her personally. Awesome. I think that the way that she's coming off this season is endearing, even though she's so wrong. I think the thing that I like about Jersey, and I think Andy Cohen said it. And sometimes I think his takes are like a little bit annoying, even though he's like the executive producer and no, such. I, I completely agree. I think he's a little too um, close for comfort now. Yes. But he said everybody in Jersey is like a little right and a little wrong. And I do feel that mm. way. And I don't not like anybody on it. Like when I watch it, there's nobody who I'm like, oh, get her off my screen. Like I do with some shows. I just find them like all enjoyable because I feel like you don't have that same fear like in other Housewives franchises where you're like, oh, they're not going to talk anymore. They're going to have to recast it and who's going to be fired. Like, I like knowing that we're going to follow up on this eventually and see how yeah. they mend it. Yeah, they certainly have a, a formula that we have not seen on Housewives before since Jersey itself is like the first cast to ever cast the same cast mm-hmm. for like multiple consecutive years. I think they're the most amount of years where the whole cast stays the same. And yeah. it seems like it's working considerably well in, in ratings, especially because and nothing's really plummeted. It all has kind of been the same with some spikes here and there. Oh. So for that to be the case, that's that's pretty good because you don't have to worry about new chemistry and, you know, new drama, fake drama, um, things like that, or being too boring because this one person is like too either much of the center of attention or not enough. We don't know enough about them to we re- where we can invest in them. Similar to like OC is right now, where it's just yeah. like either nothing's going on or what's going on is so contrived. No one gives a fuck. But at least on Jersey, I think you're right. I've always thought that there are just two alliances, one that I like and one that I appreciate is what I've yeah. said before. Yeah, I think the same thing. I always find it so funny, too, that Teresa has, like, this strong fan base that's like, you know, if you do anything to attack her, like, you're dead. They want you off the show. And I'm like, yeah, but we get the best Teresa when she's feuding with somebody. So why would you want the person she's feuding with to not be there anymore? Exactly. In (laughs) fact, I think you raise a great point, because I've always said that this show is Teresa's show. It just is. I mean, one person is on their cast. It's solely to be against her even though she's in her own family in a lot of ways like they're rooting for that relationship or rooting against it another one is like a direct foil to her another one was like one of her best friends they stopped filming for this woman but at the same time Teresa if you don't like somebody because it is your show and you are the main villain I don't think anybody else could assume the villain role on that show yeah you have to keep the foils that's what's gonna happen I mean they can't have everybody who's there agreeing with you because at Teresa's best why it's her show is because she's very disagreeable and kind of all over the place and a bit like this season I find her to be I feel bad for her in a lot of ways I think this is it's a yes you used endearing I thought a little bit um on the pathetic side of endearing but like you know we're on the same spectrum (laughs) so it's like a similar Teresa then that we got the season where in the vineyard where Joe went on the phone and said my bitch wife or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember thinking we things were bad then things were bad to me. I think this is worse because oh, okay. we know in real time, 
she sold her home. But first of all, she bought a house with him before selling her home with clearly no business plan. He talked her into that in some weird way. Because Teresa, to me, if she was not smart enough to do it before, I don't think she is. There's a sudden change in motivation when there's, you know, a new man in her life who happens to deal with real estate and she feels like she can trust him with these things. I think that was calculated. And we knew that before we even started watching the season. And then yeah. all of these things started coming out about him. And I had never even seen the video and I went out of my way to watch, to not watch it. But like all the other things you couldn't even shy away from, yeah. from women that you can't even get it away from. And then to see him say things like two ears, one mouth. That was like, bad girl, can you be quiet? Like, what are you talking about? Please do not shut up the person that you claim, you know, to be in a partnership with. And I think all of those signs just let us know that it's not looking cute at home. The lies just don't make sense. And he's lying badly. And she wants this so bad that she is willing to know nothing. I thought it was bad when Portia, you know, used to say that she didn't care about, you know, Dennis's past relationships when they first started dating, because she was just so desperate for a husband and a family. But this is way, way worse. She doesn't care about the abuse. She keeps calling it baggage. You know, she even said to her daughters, I have my baggage too. I went away. And Gia calmly reminded her, well, you didn't go away because you did, girl. He he did things. (laughs) First of all, one, I have a question for you. Do you find this a little bit similar? Marge and Teresa's feud this season. I don't even want to call it a feud. A little bit similar, like a la Vicky Tamra way back when, when, you know, Tamra was like, I'm hearing this stuff. Like, it's not great, you know? And he's like, you know, my love tank is finally full. It's very similar to Teresa. Don't pop Mm -hmm. a bubble. Like she just doesn't want to hear it. She doesn't want to hear it. No, you're right. And the only difference obviously is that Tamara and Vicky were actually really close before all of that happened. And yeah. you, I don't, I, but I also couldn't see someone doing that to Teresa. She would be so betrayed. It'd be like something out of the mafia. Like she would only expect this from someone who she considers a quote unquote enemy as she is, you know, called Marge. So it does feel very parallel actually. Now that you mention it, it feels very much so like that, except we don't have a Gia that is a la Brianna. Yes. Who is like, girl, terrible big bad like terrible and all well I won't say all because what he did was terrible but what Brooks did was not only fake cancer of course but he told Brianna's husband that he should beat her yeah in this case the man you're with allegedly was abusing women in more ways than one emotionally mentally financially yeah love bombing so many things that's what I'm concerned about yes and I also feel like what do you think about the whole discourse like Gia shouldn't get involved? Because I don't agree with Gia, but I think she has a right to be involved. Yeah, I think she has a right to be involved as long as Teresa does not, which she will, but does not go the hypocritical route of being like, then don't talk about my daughter because this is exactly what I had to say about Meredith Mark's son. Like, yes, it is terrible Mm -hmm. that Jen spoke about your son. Sure. However, your son has confessionals. Things are different. It's not like Gabby, who's just only there awkwardly looking like away from the camera because her mom was like, we need to film together. Like she is going out of her way. She's cashing in. It's in her bio. Like daughter oh, of yeah, Teresa and Joe Judice. Yeah, she's a yes. If you're it. benefiting from it, then to me, you are now a friend of, and that means you're fair game. You're no different than a Marlo Hampton. Confessional thing. equals friend of. Exactly. So it just leaves me wondering. <laughs> <laughs> 
what would a perfect Teresa cast look like? Because if she wants someone who's not going to bring up anything about her family drama, but yet she can't afford to not be on the show, because that's a fact. Um, <laughs> if Louis is buying mansions before yeah. they even sell the mansion, she can't leave this show. But I don't always understand him or her because they want their privacy. Turn your mic off. I'm recording. I'm doing this yeah. right now. But then it's also paparazzi tmz and then we're going to sell our pictures exclusively to people but we won't let bravo film it i can't imagine bravo was happy about that when we get to the engagement no and and i feel like this is like a thing that i've realized with a lot of housewives and people in reality tv in general which is i empathize to some extent because it's different than like like if you're an actor let's say i do think that you have the right to a private life and like not everything being paparazzi or on right, TV. Right, play a person on TV. Yes, and these people do also in some ways play a version of themselves. Sure, but yes, what they're being sold is like, we want to take a peek into your life because it's interesting enough for us to peek into. But yeah. then you can't always be pick and choosy yes. what you will look at. <laughs> and they try to be, and I understand the urge to try to do that. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's understandable. It's a rational urge. It's just not comprehensive to the career that they've chosen. Like I, I, know, yeah. I know Margaret. I was about to say, this is the Margaret defense that most people, I had a consistency of having like Margaret people on because it's easy to find them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially in comparison to like, you know, Jennifer or even to, definitely Teresa. Those are like not nearly as many as I can as I thought I could find. But yeah, yeah. this is this sounds a lot like this is a very comprehensive Marsh defense. Please continue. Yeah. And I also think that people and listen, like I'm fans of all of them, only really friends with Margaret and Dolores. And Jackie too. I, I really like like Jackie in person. And they're listen, they're all great in person for you know, nobody's a, not just a not good, to each other. <laughs> yeah, just not to each other. But you know, Margaret really is an intelligent person. That's always uh, been my thing though, and why I defended Jen. Well, here's the thing. And you know, I never am ever going to speak for for Margaret, but like what I personally thought about it was like I don't think that you should ever go for something like it's hard to word like go if it's buried in your own backyard don't mm-hmm. call it out in, in somebody else's and I do also think when you go on reality tv you kind of sign certain things over and I think Marge understood that coming on the show and maybe not everybody has that same mentality but I have seen Jen's interviews where she's like you know, I thought that maybe it would come out at some point. So it's like, you know, Marge, it seems like has known this for a while and has kept it a secret. And sometimes you just pop and that's where you pop is on reality TV. Yeah, but first episode, that was my thing. Like, could you threaten her first? Could we get some more threats out? Maybe the because the threats apparently of the reunion didn't air. And I'm like, they should have aired. Maybe she would keep her mouth shut. But also I'm always like, of course, Jennifer is going to blame the other women. She really believes that because she stayed, she has no grounds to speak on it ever again in her house. And quite frankly, we've seen this season. She's kind of right. Yeah, It doesn't look like it's going over very well anytime. She no. feels like, well, good, it's out now. So now we need to talk about it. And he's like, no. Mm-hmm. But that was always my thing is that Marge is easily hands down the smartest person on that show, even though other people do have some levels of intelligence, none of which I've experienced. But- Marge, I think, is a smart person. I really do. 
And she was even smart enough to write a book about it, but post, you know, to get in front of it herself and brave. And I think that because is because she's liberated a lot in a lot more ways than some of the other women, especially in Jersey. Um, But also she's very, yeah, she is. And she, and she gives off a vibe that she did it. She owns it. And that is awesome. But everybody is not on that train whatsoever. And especially not someone like Jennifer who comes from, such an incredibly you know apparently kind of like conservative in a borderline unhealthy way family where the mom is mad at marge now that was i was like no jen could be mad at marge but mom you need to be mad at your son-in-law for hurting your daughter like that is where i think that we should draw the line but that's always been my defense is like marge is the smartest person in that room like she knew what she could and could not get away with in a way of like that she knew that would destroy jennifer because she knew she always had it yeah i would have loved a nice threat on tv that's what i'm saying. like do you want to go there you want to talk about the husbands yeah you, you know kim, it. <laughs> it worked look it worked on kim richards did it not <laughs> oh it did I, I mean i think that here's the thing too double-sided like i know that that party that they filmed was like a little bit into filming mm-hmm. it's just that they chose to start off this season. I forgot. Yeah, a lot of things got cut the out. The Pride Party that. got cut, which I was pissed about. The Pride Party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why is it such a short season this I don't season? Know we why could Jersey. afford to. They always do this to Jersey, and now they've done it to Potomac. They make them like little boutique seasons where like all the good stuff happens just so fast. It just keeps going, and then we're done. And I'm like, I didn't even get a chance to like wet my palate, get ready, yeah. you know, get a little taste in. I just you know, sculpt it down. <laughs> I know it's true actually. But maybe I, I think though, I've noticed that the franchises that I like are usually shorter. I don't like a long yeah. season, like OC. Yeah, Salt Lake City was like 23 episodes. I was like, why girl? We only came here for the FBI. Too long. We never, nobody wants to see anything other than a housewife getting picked up by the feds. And we technically didn't even see that. So what yeah, is the point? It. But I, <laughs> I just think with the talls and the smalls of Jersey, the three and the three, you know, you have, I guess I'll put it into these categories. You have women, and this is an accurate representation of New Jersey. I think I've said this on your podcast before. I did my senior thesis in, in college at Villanova University on is uh, the Real Housewives of New Jersey an accurate portrayal of women who live in New Jersey. Fine. And, and my conclusion through a qualitative analysis was yes. And you do have here people from two different worldviews with common interests, which lead mm-hmm. them, but two diametrically opposed worldviews. You have Margaret and, uh, you know, Jackie, who have this worldview of empowerment, of intelligence and brutal honesty, but also, mm-hmm. and, and then you have Teresa and Jennifer who have come into it with all these rules. There's all these rules. This is what you don't say about family. This is what you do say. You know, you don't go here. And then you have Dolores, who's a great middle person because it's like she understands the old school, but she doesn't let the old school hold her back from doing or saying what she actually wants to happen. And I think that's what makes it so perfect. And I think that uh, hopefully on tonight's episode, you know, Jennifer has a little bit more of an understanding of where Margaret comes from. Cause I think that Margaret's made a really big attempt to understand where Jen comes from. And 
I hope that Jennifer saw tonight. This is who Margaret was raised by. It's it's so I had the same feeling, but I thought it the opposite way. Mm. I always thought that Marge thought that Jen was as strong as she came off as. And Mm. what I've always seen is that Jen is incredibly insecure and she is trapped by a lot of family obligation. It was an arranged marriage. You kind of hope it works. You can't run away, especially after you're pregnant. Like I was like, oh, sweetie, you had the stereotypical like backs into a corner reality. And I've always been like, Marge, again, you are the smartest person in the room. It's very clear this girl is like not cut out for a lot of these things. And I've always thought that, you know, when Jen apologizes, which I actually think her apologies are one of the better ones of housewives, like in general, she like looks Marge in the eye. They've had this moment more than once now um, in the last few years. I believed it last year. I'm hoping it sticks this year, but where like they get each other on a different way because Jen brings down that guard and Marge is emotionally intelligent enough to understand where she's coming from yeah. that scene where they went to get coffee. It was, I actually thought that was one of the better scenes of New Jersey. Cause I was like, we're seeing real resolution pre reunion. And I think they're finally starting to get each other. Didn't that remind you of like old school housewives? That's- yes. When they met up for lunch and things actually got accomplished, it wasn't just to be messy and share fries. I miss that kind of stuff. Like when Me they, too. when they would do that. And I understand like why it's different. Like there's, a, I guess, a demand for more group conflict, but I do miss a good one-on-one. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, Jersey has served us over the years. You think about it, you know, Danielle Staub and Dina Manzo sit down. Oh yeah, the one that essentially got one of them to quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Caroline and Teresa, Jacqueline and Teresa, Kathy and Teresa, Melissa and Jacqueline. Uh, <laughs> this is why the people call it Teresa's show. Yeah, it really has many times been like the whole cast and then Teresa. This is like the first time I've ever seen Teresa have like a true alliance. And to be honest, I think that it's the only time we've ever seen two alliances on a show that we enjoy because mm-hmm. most people hate when the lines are split completely down the middle, the talls versus the smalls on Atlanta and mm-hmm. things like that. People hated that because it wasn't cohesive because there was no middle person. And I just saw um, Brands by Bravo actually posted today that like the web is actually kind of more interconnected than we think it is, which I find is really cool on a show like this, because again, you can have an alliance that you appreciate and one that you really enjoy. And they kind of work together because someone is always the go between, but in a way that's a little bit more authentic just because they're operating by a very different set of rules. And can I tell you, I finally experienced New Jersey women and all of these like rules. Did I tell you that? No, but I'm assuming it's through. Yeah, my best friend. Uh, podcast. Right on the shower was yeah, yeah, right yeah. on the river, like right outside of Hoboken. Yep. And it was gorgeous. But oh boy, honey, I was ill prepared. And what's crazy is that I have an endless network of people from the podcast world who are from New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> and I asked not one of them. <laughs> and I don't know what I was well, thinking, separate- but it was like a culture yeah. shock friend is that she's Italian that's what yes her best friend yes she's an Italian jersey <laughs> it's a whole different thing it's a whole different ball game I was in a different world it was like I was both in another country it was like very um Sophia Petrillo I felt like it was like Sicily 1982 yeah. I'm picturing it like it's what it felt like it was wild the outfits and the the Bergen County of it all, you know, yeah. hearing that and finally being able to see it, you know, being in the neighborhoods and then 
I'm like, is Chanel that easy to get? I was confused. <laughs> like, well, you know, you know, they fell off the train from Hoboken, had to be, to be sold. And then all the girls bought them up in the YSLs and everything. Yes. And there's red bottoms everywhere. I'm like, this is a bridal shower. And it's they, daytime. They had spray paint out and they painted the bottom of those cold <laughs> black heels. I'm telling you right now, Amani and I, for the listeners, we've had conversations on the phone about culture and geography, what they have to do with culture for hours. This summer I mm-hmm. had my COVID. I stayed on the phone with Amani. It was something like four hours. We were on the phone, just like going back and forth about culture. And it is so true when you watch Jersey, it is this culture. It has a lot to do with, you know, Italians in New Jersey. It has a lot to do with the strong Jewish culture in New Jersey. I love that Jen adds the Persian aspect, but there are so many old school rules and breaking. It, it could be a whole show in of, it, of itself, just about mm-hmm. old school or not. I think Jersey paved the way for us to have a show like Salt Lake City, where we're exploring a different religion yeah. and culture in such a specific way that is only a little bit nuanced. I think Jersey definitely paved the way because it was like a whole new world for all of us where first started pretty much half the cast was related. And then as time went on, you probably could make a connection for the entire cast in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it just was so intermingled. And, you know, we've, we've gotten away from that a little bit and we've kept like one aspect of it, but in general, it's just like, no matter who you swap out, everything stays the same in a lot of ways. And that's what it find incredible. Like everybody yeah. that's been on the show could be the person who was Jen and didn't like that. You know, Jackie handed out Amazon boxes for her son's birthday party and just had it at the house with yeah. no food for, you know, parents. Like it's the sprinkle cookies all over again. Like, it's just like, you're not a suitable guest. Like you're not making yeah. it suitable for everyone else. Like those things are important. <laughs> like that's their way yes. Elaine. Oh my God. It does give desperate housewives. A yeah. Lot. And I it like that. Does. I'd rather be dealing with something like that than like, like I want to compare it to like Orange County, like this past season. Uh-huh. Where, what is the like? What is the the conflict? I was about to say, are you watching? I watch be, for work. You you know. Mm-hmm. That's what I used to say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Until I just stopped watching them all together. I was like, I don't want to. Yeah, it's a shame. And I'm I'm glad that I feel like Jersey is safe. I don't think we, we ever need to worry about, at least for the time being, we don't need to worry about any of these reboot things happening with Jersey. It's it's what it is. Yeah, I completely agree. What did you think tonight at the party about like Jen kind of seeming to get back in with, with this part of the group? And what do you think the show felt like without Teresa? Because I kind of felt like Margaret's party was a preview of what the show might look like a la, you know, if Teresa yeah. or not be there. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it was nice. I just, I have zero faith that Bravo would ever make that a reality. I mean, Never. short of Teresa leaving herself, I think they might try it for like a year and then you're going to have the OC effect. Whereas just yeah. like this doesn't happen because what happens is like the women almost work too hard to work together. But they yeah. work together too well to be like, look, see, we can float without the person. I'm like, mm. no, everyone needs a little bit of cuckoo that like, and cause I, you know, me, I never liked Tamara. I was one of the first to root her off the show about a season and a half in. I was like, you know what? We actually could call that girl, Tammy Sue. Yeah, we and need she could bring it back. I think, we, I think she could work it out. We could work it out. We didn't come to an agreement. 
be careful. We're what failing. You for. Be careful. Right. What you for, right. That's what I, I was like, get her off, get her off. And now I'm just like, mm, bring her back, bring her yeah. back. Cause now we're struggling. And I do think that it went pretty well, but it's because we're in a kumbaya moment, but everybody loves kumbaya. I've taken many polls. I'm like, do you like a kumbaya moment? And they're like, to an extent girl, but we like it all. <laughs> we want to mess too. We want to mess and then a kumbaya and then mess it up again. What do you think about how much the men are involved in New Jersey? Oh, see, that's what I was, I was going to ask you the same yeah. thing. Like they have like just equally as much, they actually have more drama, it seems, than the women in a lot of ways. There's, yeah. you know, Jen, you know, cursing out their, um, the entire cast and then kicking them out of her home and Ben, Bill saying nothing. And, but they're still mad at him. <laughs> for his wife's actions, though he clearly didn't support them, which was my version of like, the men are weird to me because there's just so much testosterone. And I guess because I have quote unquote chosen to live a life void of that almost completely. Mm -hmm. I have very many questions on how this works. So I'm just like, why are they mad at a man for not stopping his wife when he clearly didn't support his wife and they should be mad at him for not supporting his wife and cheating on his wife subsequently. But no, not on Jersey. It's more about like the bro code though. You were married with children to someone. Yeah. It's very confusing, but I actually, you know, they get paid to be on the show. They're the only men so far, I believe that do get paid to be on the show. So it's not unexpected to me. It would be weird to me if they were this involved with a Peter Thomas level um, yeah. where Nene can then call you like, you're a damn bitch because you're just so involved with, with no reward. Like there's no outcome for you. So it seems weird. So for that, I'm like, oh, you should showing up and doing your job. I love a hardworking person. Yeah. First of all, I do. I, I just saw that the account blocked by Jax posted Morgan. Uh, they're like, who is this girl? Why do they keep showing her? And I'm like, it, it is funny. I did not think because we filmed for a couple of these as you filmed for Potomac and, and things. And it's like, you don't think that you're going to be shown. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's not going to be me. But I guess they do pick people with color patterns and stuff that look nice for the camera. What, right. what That's wearing. so crazy because I thought I saw you a bunch of times. I was like, yeah, Anthony. And there he is again. And yeah. there he is again. <laughs> <laughs> My Waldo sightings. You need to get your hair cut to that length again. I'm like, okay, you're right. I'm going to go back. Yeah, it was really cute. You looked Thank so you. put together, professional, very nice. Thank you. But you, it's funny when you're at them, like I had no idea that all that was going on at the party with the men or anything. Like you just don't hear anything. It's like you're in a, re when you're at a restaurant, you can't hear what's going on the table down exactly. You can hear mm -hmm. vocal tonality, but- I always think it's so funny to like see it back with the music and like everything that happened because you're like, I had no clue that that was. Do gone. you ever, have you ever seen something that you're like, I don't know what they're talking about, but I know something is, is a brewing or something's uh, intense over there. I, I saw, well, I watched something happen last year or two years ago at the Halloween party. And I said, this is going to be, so good like when I saw what I saw going on organically and it was and, pretty good <laughs> yeah and, and it did they showed it exactly like it went down very accurate you know okay so no one made them reshoot it no it was Jen dropping shit but breaking glasses dropping food I'm like uh oh I mean you say no so emphatically but it has happened many a time on many a Bravo show Oh, where, yeah. where we've noticed like necklaces are now gone and 
<laughs> lighting is different. I know that they try not to do that if they don't have to. It's always if there's a sound problem or if they like if they didn't catch something that the the mic picked up or whatever. But they, they're not actresses, so I I bet they hate doing it because it's hard to recreate something that you said organically. That's why I'm always so shocked that so many of these women are so good at their confessionals because I'm like, it's not easy to get in front of a camera and like talk. Like you have to mm-hmm. have some sort of talent to do confessionals. Yeah, absolutely. It's what, you know, people say about podcasting, like especially when I started and I was completely solo, I was like, I don't know if I'm doing this well or not. But then people would tell me like, it's actually not easy to do a solo episode, you know, or a solo anything, especially like, you know, confessional I'm always like afraid, like if I ever was to do a confessional, I feel like that would be the one time I would clam up kind of like Wendy Williams, whenever she would act and it never came through. Yeah. She works better unscripted. That's me. Like, don't, please don't give me a prompt. I'm not, (laughs) cause I'm good under pressure, but it is going to sound very like diplomatic. Hello, I'm coming in front of the Senate and I would like to make my request known. Like that's how that goes versus on here. I'm just like, let's shoot this shit and say whatever I want. Well, and they have to answer it like so Miss America. Like you have to repeat the question. Mm-hmm. You like, like Amani's like, Anthony, how was your day? My day was like, you have to Miss America it a little bit. And I'm not yeah. good. Like, I'm I not- don't like that. I don't no. like a restating the question moment. But yeah, so the men on the show, it, it's fine for me because they're the only ones that do it. And now if it was happening on every Housewives franchise, I would have a very different answer. Yes. I'd be like, no, thank you. I agree. This isn't that bad. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. I happen to like when the men get involved when it's appropriate. Mm -hmm. And you can definitely tell it's appropriate here due to the amount of confessionals. But I also like a rando man getting involved, like Shane Simpson's first season when he got involved. Like, I I love that. Like, Who do you think is ruining Orange County? I don't know. That's such a difficult question because, you know... I don't not like any of them, but I guess if okay. I if I guess if I were to say what the aspect that I think is ruining it, and I'll I'll cut it down to one scene. Uh, it's when they were in the van mm-hmm. coming back to the house from dinner in Aspen, and you see the front row is Noella, Jen, and Heather, and the back row is Shannon, Gina, and Emily, and it's mm-hmm. like I'm watching two different TV shows, and not in a good way, like Talls versus Smalls. It's like there's somewhere in between a reboot and a sequel. It's like when they tried redoing Chucky and like bringing back some (laughs) of the actors from the original and not like, I understand the point of bringing Heather back, but you brought her into a completely different TV show and it doesn't Mm, work. That makes a lot of sense. Heather Dubrow doesn't work as the main character. She always worked as a foil character to Vicky and Tamara. That's, that makes sense. And that must be why I liked her so much. Mm Because I could not figure out what's changed. Because I'm like, I like her in every other sense, but I liked her most when she was going up against Tamara and Vicky in money, in class, in everything. That was fun to get behind because they were so ill-prepared for that. But yes, so... Basically, short answer is it's Heather's return was not the best and it might be plummeting the show. Yeah, I I think that's probably what it was. I mean, and I don't think it's her 
fall. I think it's like the direction's fault. Like the idea uh. that like, I don't think that they understood the reason we liked Heather was like, when Vicky and Tamara were making fun of her for using big words. And she was like, you know what? My feelings were a little hurt by that because at the end of the day, when you're calling out stuff about a friend so much, it means you don't like them. And they're like, no, we do like you. We promise to be nicer. Or, you know, when she was mean to Shannon, but then you realize that she actually wasn't being mean to Shannon. She was holding the secret of the affair that you knew, like it was multifaceted. Now mm-hmm. we just have fancy pants on crack. I appreciate yes. allyship to her kids. I think that that yeah. is great, especially since they seem to be such pillars of their own community in, in Newport beach. But, um, I don't know. I listen, I think Noella is wildly entertaining. Oh, um, I think she's the reason the show is ruined. Oh, you do. Yeah. I blame her for a lot of reasons. I think that a lot of her just reads so inauthentic to me. And it okay. seems like, I mean, you obviously don't have to comment on it, but everyone can deduce exactly how she pretty much got on this show. It was clear and, and she didn't even do a good job covering it up. There's still pictures of her and Vicky from like 2016 and then that's done. And then it's her and Bronwyn and then all of a sudden, boom, on the show. And it just yeah. felt like when you go out for a job, you tend to overperform for it. That's ex- that's how most people work, especially in, in America. Like when you get a job that you really wanted, you're like, hey, I talked myself up and I made myself this thing. I need to perform. And I mm-hmm. think she's performing. And I yeah. think some things are performative. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like, like ever since the Instagram thing, I was like, you're working too hard to have a petty fight. What was the Instagram thing? It was that Jen like tagged her in an Instagram post and she was so heated about it. She was like, why would you tag me? Don't do that. But I'm saying, I think she was working too hard to have one of those silly, like Beverly Hills fights of like Dorit telling Teddy that she's serving champagne in the wrong glass. It was like, we're working hard to be petty. That's who Dorit is. Like that was clear. (laughs) You know what was silly about that fight with Noella is that she knew that, Jen's Instagram was a uh, medical practice Instagram and that Jen wasn't always posting her own content because she's a doctor. She's busy. (laughs) And I know Noella, you know, knew this for a fact. Mm -hmm. It's too much going on. Then the whole thing with her and Heather about you inviting me over while you were shooting a show. Cause what about Heather's money screams that she's not busy as hell. I just want to know. Oh, like, I know. Yes. Like, exactly. of course she invited you in between jobs because she's doing jobs. Yeah. Like, and then she didn't know how to get out of the country without a passport. People are like, oh, she's been flying private or all that. I'm like, I don't believe you. I just Wait, don't. Even if you do fly private, you still need your passport to get into another country. Right. There's a such thing as customs. They don't care about your money in other places sometimes. And like, also, I just don't believe you're in that big grown age and you know how to like drive a car, but you don't know you need a passport. I don't know why the two correlate, but to me, they did. Yeah, no, they do correlate. Well, so, so let me ask you this, because this is what I've always thought about. On Jersey, we don't necessarily ever see extraordinary amounts of wealth, which is fine to me. We used to, we started semi that way. But I think yeah. it's also just because New Jersey is is literally known as being like the less expensive than New York place to live. Yes. Like that's what you see it as. Not maybe that it's not not expensive for in comparison to other people, but that's why other people don't have housewives. <laughs> yeah. But it's like the less expensive, you get more for your money than you would getting like a three bedroom in New York 
But when yeah. like Leah says she paid for hers of like two million, you can get a Teresa size home. Well, and I think also like what their original intent was to make it like the gaudiness of like these Italian women in New Jersey. They'll take, you know, even though the chandelier might only be worth $200, this freaking big and this sparkly and whatever, like it's just so much. But what do you think the dynamic would be like if they added a Heather Dubrow wealth type person into New Jersey? I think Teresa would be threatened by the mere like air she breathes. Mm-hmm. I would hope that her personality, her version of that Heather Debro existence would be something similar where she is so wealthy. So she's not as pressed. Yeah. Early days, Heather was not pressed. She was just kind of there. And was and she just had no problem speaking up for herself, which was always really nice to see. And she had obscene amounts of wealth on a show where the girls did not have obscene amounts of wealth because you couldn't get into Beverly Hills yet. So I think it would be fun. I don't know. I mean, it would be the way that they show it because there's so many rumors that Jackie is likely one of the richest housewives like in history. And yet we, you know, wears skinny jeans and has a house that is pretty much the same as uh, most of the other women and, yeah. you know, drives an okay car when you have a Kenya Moore in them who are like, you know, Bentleys and Jen Shaw, who basically wears like $80,000 of anything while on trial for fraud. Yeah. Like, I think that when they show it that way, cause then you have like a candy, we know candy makes the most amount of money, but she lives the least extravagantly. Yes. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she'd be like, Oh yeah, I'm producing my own show tour. Like that's yeah. expensive. There's money yeah. there. And then you see like she has multiple masters or something like that. And there's plenty of people saying, Oh, she wrote the songs and she's Ed Sheeran's writer. And then you're like, Oh, you got money, money, but she's, you know, chilling at the house. So if they had that, you know, chilling at the house vibe, I think it'd be cool because I think like, you know, them and Jackie could get along in a way. But if they were like Teresa where they flaunt it and they have it where Teresa does not, I think we could have some fun with that. That would be messy. I think she'd instantly be on the Marge side of things. <laughs> yes, yes. I think, and I think that would serve her. I would probably switch over to that side too myself. I'm, I'm easily flippable by <laughs> You're money. easily swayed. I can be bought. Who <laughs> do you think she brought back from seasons past or do you think nobody on jersey um because of who they are as people in real life (laughs) (laughs) i think we've got the best that i could ask for but jacqueline and Teresa's friendship you know that fell to frenemies and then to straight up feud was always interesting to me i agree and I could see Jacqueline back just because I really did like their family. I was the most invested in their family. There were so many different angles and, you know, the Caroline of it all when we were really family focused. But again, I think we would have to shift back to it being a family show with family drama versus like an ensemble cast where there is just a bunch of women who may or may not get along and say that they're friends when they don't hang out six months out of the year. So it'd be very different than like, these are the people that I also have Sunday sauce with. Yeah. Um, and we fought at a christening on Friday and on Sunday we have to like make nights because we have to go or worse. I don't go to Sunday sauce. And then it's a feud for like three more episodes because how yeah. dare you miss a family gathering? I could see Jacqueline coming back. I actually could. Teresa's even said that she'd be willing to try to reconcile with Jack. Teresa would do a lot for a, a paycheck as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, well, one thing I don't think she would do is reconcile with Caroline Manzo. I don't know. She did the Super Bowl commercial. So and they had to film it together. It was a fact. 
So yeah. she put it, she played nice. Teresa learned a little bit of like professional decorum for that day because she was like Super Bowl commercial, a check. Okay. Uh, I have to be professional. <laughs> have to. I mean, I don't think she knew what that word was, but you know, <laughs> you take your moments where you can. These days, her and Melissa are in a not awful place. Melissa seems annoyed actually a lot more this season that everybody else doesn't get that you just shouldn't poke the bear. There is no level of reason that you could give her. There is no rationale you could give her. Teresa thinks what she thinks and she cannot be swayed the other way. Not because she's stubborn. She just doesn't understand reasoning. So there's no point. So (laughs) Melissa's like, we're not having a good time because y'all consistently want to poke this bear and it's not worth it. Just do what I do and tune her out. (laughs) I'm enjoying Melissa this season. You are? You think she's giving us something? That's awesome. Listen, I don't think that, I forget who posted it. Also, you brought up Brands by Bravo earlier. Shout out to them for having a great TikTok account. Mm, I love yeah. that TikTok. But I think it might've been Steven from Faces by Bravo posted something last year, like controversial opinion. I don't think every housewife needs to have a storyline. It's just different because Melissa doesn't give me the Robin effect like mm-hmm. on Potomac where she's just unmessy by personality. Like we know Melissa can get there. Yes. We know it's happened. She's been on her knees begging really, you know, dramatically yeah, for, you know, that. for this to, to leave us alone and don't hurt us. Stop hurting us, please. Robin doesn't do that. Robin is fundamentally annoyed by you even bringing her into the drama and she will fight just to get back out of it. And I find that very funny and very different than just no storyline. Because actually Robin does have a storyline in a lot of ways. We kind of think her husband is fine, but a piece of shit. So we're concerned about that. Um, Will she ever have money? Why do you casually not mention that you have $90,000 to the government? Please pay your taxes. Like things like that. Whereas Melissa just exists on this show because Teresa hates her so much and because Joe is someone they have decided is investable. Joe is a character. I think that there is, at this point in time, even though we're trying to like modernize like the way that they do housewives, I if, if Vicky worked out as a friend of, we could have a very different trajectory of what housewives is right now. Because I thought that that it should have worked if she was more compliant with it, but she hated doing it. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Being a friend, but I would be interested in seeing how like Melissa would work as a friend or even, but like, I wish we wouldn't call it friend. If that makes sense. Like we're just recurring characters. Like it doesn't need to be so set as a cast. Like I would Mm -hmm. love her to consistently be a revolving door. Dorinda just said it on her Radio Andy show, and I liked her idea about there just always being a revolving door of people who we once knew coming back and then leaving again and then showing up. Like, I like that vibe. And I think that we are at a place with Housewives right now where it's mostly nostalgic. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with it being that. I'm okay with it getting a little goofy. Yeah, that'd be cute. I mean, I wonder, you know, how Bravo would be able to shift that since they largely use Friend of to like yeah. pretty much audition for totally. free a person to see if they would work to the cast or they use it to demote someone who doesn't work with the cast. We're looking at you, Tracy, because yeah. they're not giving enough. So they just kind of put you in there in a lower role and get to pay you less yeah. and the same thing. But I, I do totally see what you're saying. So are you a fan of the New York reboot and recast situation? Mm. Yeah. Here's what I 
think? I think that part of me thinks that it's a good idea because while it has gone out of style, quote unquote, that was the original focus of Real Housewives in New York, which was this very specific type of lady in the Upper West Side who went to Bergdorf's for lunch and, you know, was back on the Upper East Side by nighttime and they were not leaving and going downtown at all anytime past 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, a lot of women like Jill Zarin and Dorinda and yeah, Ramona. That was the Upper East Side woman. And that's what they focused on on the show. Well, now- We have fallen from that. Yes. It's not like the other part of New York hasn't always existed. It's just now we are seeing more representation and it's like, this matters. So obviously we need to show what New York is right now. The downtown, the diversified, the, the music scene in, in New York City. You know, there's mm-hmm. a whole different echelon than just people who go and look at fabric. I mean, yeah, there's wealth all over New York. You have to have wealth to be in New York. So <laughs> it's, it's a lot of places. I understand why it's necessary to reboot, but also necessary to keep the nostalgic element of what is. Like, I'm looking at my Bergdorf Goodman matches right now. It just screams to me, Dorinda and Jill Zarin going up and getting a croque monsieur at... 3 p.m. and having a champagne up there. Like, that's what their vibe is. And those are older ladies, like 50 up. Not that that's old by any means, but... No, yeah, but older than our typical, which I like, believe it or not. I think that where Hollywood can cast elder women aside, I think there's such a big place for them in reality TV because the way they don't give a fuck about what they're saying, like, you... Wow, wow. Wow. I mean, you get a Nini effect in so many of them. They don't care. They hardly remember that they said it because they just say it and then they forget it. And then it's over with. Like, they're just like, whatever. And then they're just like, why are you still mad at this? Like, they're just so unapologetically themselves and so much less insecure when they're older in so many ways that I really appreciate that. I mean, Sonia should be probably one of the most insecure people on TV. And in some ways she is. And in a lot of ways, she's just like, I can't change. It's just yeah, she's very Grey Gardens. I forget who originally called her Grey Gardens, but like, mm-hmm. it's so true. But countering what I just said, I also do feel like it's just giving an excuse to say, okay, we tried bringing a Black woman into this cast. It didn't work. So let's give them their own show. The way Yeah, they- and it didn't work because you didn't just let her be her. You yeah. went the... Let's find a political person and then foil her against another black woman who would like to just be there and have a good time. And that's what I'm saying is that there is not one size fits all. No. In the same way that, you know, New York, OC, Jersey until literally a couple of years ago, yeah. all of them can have a bevy of different white women. And we're all interested. Me too. I turned, I tuned right on in. We expect one, maybe one and a half, because not Roshan being a half of a person, but she was a friend of role. Yeah, yeah. You know, treating us like we're monolithic. And I'm just like, we are not. I fall directly in between Roshan and Ebony. 
where there are moments where I'm just like, things need to be done and we need to talk about them and create change. And there are moments where, honey, I just want to go to brunch. Yeah, I just simply want to have a French 75 and a very nice stack of French toast and eat some berries and have a good time and gab with my friends about what they're doing in their lives. And you why their lives are fine. Like, Jersey. I just want to chill. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, to be honest, that's Monday through Friday. And you want to know something? For all that Ebony does in her real life and work, I'm pretty sure that's her Monday through Friday too. Because she gets paid to do it in other places that when she is filming a show about leisure and fun, you know, they're going to be like, well, you need to be the voice of everyone. Same thing I did to Tiffany. You need to be the voice of the entire Asian population. Same thing they did to Crystal. Show us your, you know, Chinese American side. Like, it's fine if they consent to that. It's just not fine that we have come to expect that in a way. Like, that we yeah. know it's going to happen because we just have to do it. Like, we, there's no other way to do it unless you have your own franchise and we, you know, push you over to Atlanta and Potomac. Look at all the different conversations they're having over there because they're we're so not monolithic that they disagree on things like colorism and class and the role of the black woman and how we can react. Like they disagree on all those things because they have different opinions, much like Sonia and Aaliyah would. Like yeah. that's how that works. So just putting it on Ebony, I think you're right. It's like a little bit scapegoatish to be like, we tried it, didn't work. So we're just gonna bring back all your faves, no matter how problematic or whatever. <laughs> Which I'm still gonna watch. That's fine. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, don't, don't, you know, slap me and tell me it's raining when it's not. Yeah. Well, I can't say it any better than that. So <laughs> <laughs> when a white woman doesn't work out on New Jersey or Orange County. Yeah. We don't I, shut the whole uh, show down. Can't, can't hire another blonde. Can't hire another this. You can't just put the opiates and the brevity of all black people into one black woman's role on the show, which like, by the way, like, are we forgetting that that was also filmed like during when you and I were on the phone, like every other day being like, what's going on? Yeah. This and the election and this and this, like that's what was important to a lot. Also, if you're supposed to live your authentic life as it's happening, if that was an important thing, then that's it. Yes. I hated them pushing her and Ramona together. I hated that she had to confront Ramona because in real life, I mean, he probably wouldn't sit down and give that woman so much grace. I know that no. she was trying to for the show and it's not fair that she had to. I mean, similar case in point, Kelly Dodd was problematic and they didn't like not replace her with somebody else who wasn't kind of problematic. They oh. gave it to Heather, who was just a little less problematic that day, like, you know, in different ways. And then it's kind of the same thing, like Atlanta, the same year exact same year in 2020 and all of the mess Portia was literally on planes going to protest and they would show those things and its importance for people that needed to see it wanted to see it and those who were happy it was there but did not want to participate which I was one of those people yeah you just you know to me triggers but it was then she would want to plane back to Atlanta fighting with the girls because that really is the life of a black woman where we do support each other in a lot of ways at least our own circles and people that are close to us and people that we think align with our visions like we will support them as all the women did and we also want to go eat some chicken wings like there is like like anybody else we want a happy hour it up like we want to have a good time we do multiple things in a day we're kind of have to like most women do so if they had given more of that that would be cool but you know nonetheless i think it'll be a fun thing to watch 
I think I'm going to watch it anyway, though we've had this conversation and that's fine. Like it's going to be fun to watch. And I get that because the early days in New York were the best and hopefully they can find out where they're headed next. But I don't have much hope for that. I actually think New York and OC are close to the chopping block. And really, I absolutely do. I think that they're trying to hold on for dear life and it's going to end up costing them more just because other shows can do so much better. And I think Bravo itself needs to really decide where they stand on a lot of things and what they're going to do, because this whole trying to please everybody thing isn't working. (laughs) Like ratings are down across the board. So I think they need to, you know, do some hard decisions. Hopefully, you know, New York, gets a really close eye tended to it. Please don't rush it, Bravo. Like we will wait. We have plenty of content. We have plenty of content. Atlanta's coming back. Potomac is filming and coming back soon. You know, we have new shows. Uh, Family Karma is filming and there's multiple weddings. One is like, I think the first gay wedding we've ever seen. Oh, I think yes. I'm 100% sure it's the first one we've ever seen. Yeah, I think that's like, really cool. So I think there's so much good out there coming. But if you really want to just like, you know, put it out there and like, you know, get more people or whatever, you know, I'm always like, I think you need to make events with Nene Leaks. But that's just me. And I'm never going to oh, get off that God. hill. That's the hill I'll die on. I will die on that hill too. Literally the GOAT, one of the greatest housewives of all time. I can never think of anyone better because comedic relief and drama is just all we want. Is all we want. That woman was made for TV. And I'm just like, Andy, swallow it. Like swallow your pride, please. We can't do it without Nene. It doesn't work. Because it doesn't doesn't look good that this season they're trying to like scapegoat candy and and they're doing the Beverly Hills style execution and being like, we need to take down one person and it's going to be the biggest person there. That doesn't seem right. Nene would have time for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Vicky falls in the, much as I disagree with literally everything about Vicky, I can't wait to see Vicky on the girls trip. I can't Mm -hmm. see her. She would be a kooky mess. And I think that would be actually really fun. Yeah. Anything else on TV that you're looking forward to? What else are you watching, if not Bravo related? Uh, I don't. Okay, so I've been. You don't up, watch TV. I know I do watch TV. I watch. Okay. I have been watching. It's not reality. I mean, it is reality. I've been liking the scammy thing. Me too. Absolutely, was deep into inventing it. Well, so want to know something funny? So Pete, I got like a million texts when inventing Anna came out because people were stalking her Instagram and I guess they went back really far and they saw that I was liking her photos back in 2017, 16. And people were like, do you have tea on this? And I had a friend who knew and was close with Anna and would always talk about Anna all the time. That is amazing. She's literally, I say all the time, my top three favorite scammers and yes I have a list I'm very it's the true crime that that doesn't involve murder so I like really enjoy that part of it and it just always fascinates me how people can just be so like because I care too much I am like overly cautious of making sure that people are okay and that I'm not hurting anyone or misleading anyone like I did a fundraiser for some you know supplies because our kids are entering the final stretch my students are of the year where there's like so much standardized testing not enough time to play yeah. and then you know it's midsummer and they're done and they come back in like two months so we're just trying to make it to the home stretch and mm-hmm. I single-handedly responded to each person about where their specific donation could go oh wow and why because I am definitely afraid of someone making a podcast about me yeah, so like yeah. no scam- ma'am 
you're going to be a con artist. Simone. No, ma'am. I'm not, that's not my calling. I'm not good at running. I, I, you will find me at the house. So I can't really be on the run. Like, yeah. If the girls are looking for me, there's a restaurant or a subpoena. Or I did. I'm in the house. So I, I don't understand. Like I have such a big mouth that like, even before getting on this podcast tonight, I was a little bit nervous. I'm like, don't say like too much. Don't do this. Like, I don't get how some of these scammers, they don't say everything. Like, like they don't, it doesn't. Right. Because they're saying so much. Yes. It's like. I've like, gotten to a point where when I'm talking to, you know, my fiance, Maya, known as just fiance Maya on here, I will be in the middle of the little white lie. Like, did you, did, did you eat the last piece? And you're like, no. And in the middle of it, I'm just starting not like, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes. That happened. Because I'm just like, please don't divorce me for yeah, being yeah, a liar. Like, I don't want that. <laughs> I used to be obsessed with uh, the stories that I would hear about the stuff that she would do. And she had like a bigger Instagram presence. I think that might've been one of the only things that wasn't fake about her was she had a lot of people that followed her. And I would make my mom, when I visited New York, book me hotels at 11 Howard, but it was called on the show, it was called 12 Gouch or something. But uh-huh. in real life, the hotel was 11 Howard. And I used to make my mom book me rooms there because I wanted to be like Anna Delvey and have my Cabernet in the, in the hotel bar. Can I tell you that that would probably be me? Like, why are yeah. we not going yeah. gallivanting around New York and I know. having late night adventures and drinking cabaret in hotel bars? Well, the other night, no- the other night, a housewife, I was texting you. Uh-huh. We were supposed to record that night a couple weeks ago. I had a housewife who was in New York who needed me for something in New York City. Very last minute, put me up in a really nice hotel in New York. And I felt super Delvey. Everything oh. was on their yeah. tab at the hotel that night. They didn't need me that night. They needed me the next morning early. And so I invited my best friend Morgan and I said, we have it on her, her tab tonight. So get your ass over here to yes. the bar. We Absolutely. are having filet tips and spinach artichoke dip now. Yum. But, but so I'm, nice. I'm also watching Elizabeth Holmes. Um, yes. Her awkward dancing to How to Love by Little Wayne is probably yeah. the great i've watched it maybe a hundred times oh me too i cannot stop oh and if you haven't seen have you seen it my friend priscilla uh also hosts bonjour bitches the instagram page she did a direct reenactment right next to it and it yeah. is so good like i don't know how she trained her body to do so many awkward things but I mean, good for her and for decipher it because it's very funny Amanda's doing such a good job, by the way. Right? I'm deeply entranced by her because I was deeply entranced by Elizabeth Holmes. And the only other like major con artist, scammer person that I like is that author. I'm afraid to say her name because she's like still very active and out here suing girls or whatever. Like she keeps trying to make books and they don't come out. Yes, people keep like pre-ordering them and (laughs) nothing happens. So Caroline Calloway one time reposted one of my TikToks, my oh, Taylor Swift TikToks. And I was like, please follow me on Instagram, Caroline. And she reads all my DMs of me asking her to follow me, like thirsty as fuck. She doesn't follow me. Yeah. But that's with her too. They need to do a Caroline Calloway movie. Uh, yes. And uh, in the meantime, you know, a great, great podcast if you're, you or anyone else is interested in, um, you know, supporting a Black comedian, but also just getting into scams, like true crime, but fun. 
Scam Goddess by Lacey Mosley is the best one. And she introduced me, I think like her third episode ever or something was on Anna Delvey. Like, and it was like years ago. So she really exposed her early. And it was on her show that I heard that Shonda Rhimes was making a show that would come to fruition like a year and a half later. She broke it on there and that was cool. But also she did the Caroline Kelly. It was my first time hearing about this woman in these books. And I was like, wow, what a woman. It's kind of unbelievable. Like, how do you right scam now? on Instagram? Like, that's the one thing. You never promise anything. If you just don't have a product, you're really never scamming. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it's I just true. don't have a product. Because I don't want to be in charge of hurting people's feelings or doing something wrong. You're not coming after me. No, ma'am. The thing that I fa- find interesting about these scammers is that, like, like, a common theme with, like, Elizabeth Holmes and Anna Delvey is they just took it one step too far. Like, like I loved that Anna was like kind of Robin Hooding a little bit. Mm -hmm. She was poor, she wanted their riches and that was fine. From like these straight white bankers and they were too embarrassed to admit they got frauded by her. By a girl. (laughs) Yeah, and I liked that she was bringing out friends who never had like been to nice restaurants and stuff to all these like cool places where she went too far was with Rachel. She just went too far. Love or hate Rachel. She went too far. And and yeah, hate Rachel, but yeah, she did go too far. But she had no idea that Rachel was gonna like write, you know, uh a story on her and basically be just as equally exploitative as she was to her. But so I'm glad that Rachel didn't get anything. But yeah, she did go too far. I agree. Yeah. And with Holmes, it's like, you know, get those investments, honey. Like that's an, it's an amazing idea, but then you're using that product on patience. Ah, wow. It's like scam little- these men because they're so infatuated with you and they kind of like want to, you know, sleep with you, but don't scam people who need health care. Yeah. Don't Because <laughs> I would have been the person scammed. I'm like, oh my God, you know how many times I have to go and get blood work? It is a lot with the conditions yeah. that I have. Like having a thyroid condition yeah. to go like every three weeks, like in any kind of uh, immunocompromised situation like we both have. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to go every three months. I don't. But if I could just do a little pricky prick, like when I check my blood sugar, yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Yeah. I would it, I would give a lot of money for that because it would save me a lot of time on the insurance company calls. But totally. no, I agree. Just don't take it too far. But scam them in. Sure, take why not? For all you baby scammers out there listening, take our advice. <laughs> Just don't take it the one step too far. And please don't scam me. <laughs> yeah, don't scam us. I've been scammed one too many times. Oh, no. Oh, no, ma'am. Um, hate that for you and hate that for anybody else who's gotten scammed. You already you know are. all the stories. Just Yes. If you yeah. don't want to watch or listen to Scam Goddess, then because you've been scammed, it's fine. But no, it's a lot of healing power there. Most of the people on there are very popular comedians, actors, things like that um because it's on conan o'brien's network podcast network and they always talk about their relationship with scams whether they have been scammed ran a scam have never been scammed love them or hate them and it's a really fun you know lens on it and uh a nice nuance of those things and they talk about a lot of people that you would know so um, get into that yes and anthony let's get into you where can people find you where can they connect with you where can they tap your brain for all of the wealth of knowledge that it is and pay you handsomely? <laughs> well, so I'm not really as active on social media as I, I used to be. It's just because I've been so crazy with work and have gone from being a little bit on air talent to more behind the scenes. And they say that's where the money is. Asking. Yeah. It's the only way I could do it. And I, 
I recently, over the last month, picked up a, a passion project that I haven't told anybody except for my mom, my dad, my congratulations. Mom. Yes, and I'm so excited about it. I want it to work so badly. It looks like it's going it will. to. It will. It's not involving me. It totally has nothing to do with me. It's something that I Yay. found, and I, I'll tell you off air. But anyway, that's okay. what I'm putting almost you know, a lot of my energy into this passion project. Um, uh, but you can find me on Instagram at Anthony Lario, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-L-A-R-I-O. You can find me on TikTok under the same handle and an email inquiry at anthonylariomedia at gmail.com. If you need any help, like let's say you're trying to grow your Instagram or you want to get yes. some press out there, you want some PR, let me know and we can work something out. Yes, guys, please do that. I mean, he can help any size account from inception to, you know, trying to produce more and more and more. And he is a wealth of knowledge and I could not be anywhere where I am without most of the things he's done. So please email him if you need those things, send him a DM and get into his vibe and his uh, content at TikTok and Instagram. And um, thank you for being here. Thanks, Amani, as always. You're amazing. No, this was so much fun. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Mixing with Mani. Again, I am your host, Mani. You can connect with me on any social media platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Mixing with Mani, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. And um, T Public, there is a lot of new merch up there, new things for you to get onto there and see teepublic.com slash mixing dash with dash money and patreon of the same name there's a lot over there hot topics special uh, polls and little messy things things like that and then a lot of extra bonus listening content if you're into that um and yeah thank you all so much for listening take care of yourselves stay happy stay healthy stay safe and stay whole love you bye For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Mani, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.